Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? You are now tuned in to the Pretty Little Liars Perfectionist After Show, Episode 5, entitled The Patchwork Girl. Taylor shares her truth with Allison. Ava tries to frame Mason. And we also have a special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, guys? You are now tuned in to The Perfectionist After Show. We have a great jam-packed show, but before we get into anything, we have a special guest joining us, Roger Cumbo, the yes. legendary Woo! Roger Cumbo. Wow. Roger is uh, an American film director. Um, some of you guys know some of his films, Cruel Intention, The Sweetest Things, Just Friends. And he also worked on the show that we love to watch, Pretty Little Liars and The Perfectionist. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great. So before we get started, we're going to, of course, run through the episode. We're going to talk about Taylor and Allison and how she shares her experience being dead but alive at the same time. Um, we're going to talk about Ava's plan to frame Mason. Um, shocking news that she finds out, Dana Booker and Caitlin getting hit by a car. Yeah. Um, but first, let's go ahead and introduce our lovely co-host. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. And you guys have no idea how excited I am to be next to Roger <laughs> Cumble today. Like, you just have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, so what were your overall thoughts of this particular ap- episode? It was a lot going on, and feel free to join in. I mean, you, like, we, we're sharing our thoughts It's going to be a you, great but... reaction if you go, well, yeah. I didn't like it at all. It was poorly directed. And <laughs> Oh, no. No, seriously, I, I was not prepared for that ending whatsoever. Not at all. I... I'm like I'm on my Insta and I'm just like, what is happening right now? This is what what? First of all, I also want to be like, Caitlin, why are you in the street? And if a car is coming at you, why don't you move? <laughs> Those are the questions I have, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, no, I thought it was a it was a crazy episode. We got a lot of information. Yes. I was so happy to finally find out, you know, what was going on with Taylor and why she's been hidden. Um, and then I just thought the whole like plan for Mason was just insane. Like, I don't know, me personally, like if someone was to, was to approach you and say, Yeah, let's drug him and, you know, get the truth out of him, would would you like automatically say like okay? Okay, yeah, I'm down. Like, I mean, nobody automatically said. <laughs> well, yeah, no one but... automatically did, but I still would have just. I would have just been like, "Look, I just have to. I'll just have to get caught up or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't be a part of something like that." I would have just had a contingency plan. Like, if he couldn't drink the alcohol, put in a like a soda, like a diet coke or something. I would just had a contingency plan for if the alcohol didn't well, work out. Well, clearly her plan was to hit him upside the head. But we're gonna get into that first. Let's talk about <laughs> Taylor and Allison. So last week, um, we ended talking about how Taylor found um, Alice, I'm sorry, Allison found Taylor's Mm -hmm. um, trailer cabin that she was living in. And then um, this episode, we actually get a little bit deeper into Taylor's story and how um, she believes that Claire purposely sent Allison because she knew that Taylor was alive. What was your thoughts about that? I feel like there's some truth to it. Because like like we were saying last week, her word choices are skeptical for me. 
Who, Claire's? Claire's. Yeah. Her word choices when she always refers to Taylor are very, very skeptical. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, um, like when Taylor was lost. She didn't say when she was dead. No, when she was lost. Why is she lost? Yeah. I thought she was dead, ma'am. Yeah, but you remember I said last week, I just feel like a grieving mother acts differently, and her whole demeanor has just been so calm. Like, she's lost two of her children. I just thought, I knew some, she had to know that Taylor's still alive, or something wasn't right, because when I think of a mother who's lost their children, like, they're done for, but she's still strong, still trying to frame people, and <laughs> still all in the mix with Dana. Like, it was just kind of too good to be true. But I also think she can't really show her her emotions like that for the public. True. At the same time, like, because who she is and what she stands for as a person, mm-hmm. uh, like, she can be grieving, but not too grieving. It's like that kind of balance she's trying to figure out. I think that's what she's working on right mm-hmm. now. Can you give us a little insight on um, that? Or what a, were your there's thoughts? There's a sniper rifle pointed at my head right now <laughs> by Marlene King. And if I give one spoiler oh, away, no. my head's going to get shot okay, off. Okay, so. okay. Anything that anything past 105 is not my universe. Um, um, so we'll stick to. Okay, well, how do you, up to 105? How do you feel about Claire? Well, the actor is so amazing. Yes, uh, who plays it, and I think yeah, like well, when I was you know when we directed or I directed 104 and 105, I only got to see the pilot because that the others were being shot while I was prepping the show. But I'm such a fan of, of her work. Um, that uh, you know, she was just kind of playing it right in the middle, and you never knew. And and I and I listened to your podcast last week, and you really did pick up on something like the word choices are so specific, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And that's Marlene, you know, that every choice is is plotted and well made. Come on, Marlene, like kill us, we're trying, <laughs> but you do such an amazing job for real. Like that's why I think everybody does love Pretty Little Liars. That's why we love the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. She has a very way of balancing that. Will they? Won't they? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, they're a killer. Like a, they're not like a, the killer. It's like there's a little there's there's thriller aspects and there's a little bit of comedy and yeah. you know you get the whole meal with these shows and that's what makes it so fun to do. It was uh, I love this episode. So how did you feel about um, how Taylor shared that someone was actually out to kill her? So that that's why she actually faked her death and she believes that that person is the person who also killed Nolan. Do you see truth in that, or were you shocked hearing that? I feel like there's some truth to it. Like, when she said it, there's no other reason for her to... There's no reason for you to fake your death mm-hmm. unless something prompted that like that much extreme. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be something done to you that is, like, so crazy. We're just, yeah. like, the only best way to deal with the situation is to be dead. Yeah, I'm, I just want to know who is out to get them. Like, I, we're, we're just still not getting those clues that we need to figure out the root of all of this. We kind of got a little bit more insight on the program on launch. You know, we talked about yes. how she does that to figure out um, her, the mentorships and things like that. And we learned that um, Claire used that to lure in Allison because she already knew about her. She thought she shared traits with um, Taylor. Um, but I just want to know, like, why Why are people out? Why was someone out to kill her? Why is no one that, like, I'm just ready to get right to the point of it. <laughs> but actually, if you think about it, PLL is, what, eight seasons? Yeah. 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 Look, yeah. Like, if you were watching episode five of season one, yeah. like, that's how good Marlene is. She just slowly... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, she gives you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, plotted this thing, but it's amazing in advance. Yeah, Yeah. and that's why they have we, you know, Pretty Liars has had this big fan base because people are just really waiting to like see, like anticipate what's going to happen. 
and it, I thought it was also cool how you know how last week we talked about A like la- the yes. last of um well Pretty Little Liars A was like the person that was the killer and even in this episode they still kind of mentioned Ava as A and I was kind of like shook up about it I'm like okay wait is A coming back or I not stop playing with us <laughs> like that was such a tease I was just like why would you do this to me like you actually like, I actually physically was just like holding my breath yeah ma'am what do you mean A wait what's happening now right like what's going on and then you're just like thinking like oh yeah her name is Ava light bulb right um, but it's like my heart sinks every time they're oh hey A I'm like hey oh Ava okay cool got you <laughs> but okay also let's get into Ray and Mona so we we kind of found out a little bit about Ray last um, episode and we we found out that he was a janitor and it everything we predicted was true like he was just that janitor that literally knows everything and Mona came to him for answers and she he revealed that he knew Taylor he was actually warning her that people were out to get her how was your reaction to that particular scene that particular scene I love the fact that Mona was just after she's like I you know I'm counting my carbs I'm not gonna eat your peanut butter eat your <laughs> peanut brittle and then okay I guess I will take some you know, I'm just gonna sit here and chomp on a bit of your peanut brittle yeah. and just like have this conversation with you because like we're old friends but he's definitely he knows so much more than he told her Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely like that. You didn't just you didn't you gave me like legit like a breadcrumb and I'm gonna follow it. But like you know so much more, so much more because he clearly had a relationship with Taylor. I mean, he talks about how she was the only person that noticed him and she would bring him books to read and things like that. So I'm really excited to dig deeper into what this Ray knows or is Ray the killer? Like you know, I'm I feel like that almost be like too obvious. Even yeah. though like I said last week, the janitor did it, but that almost seems like too obvious. Yeah, like I feel, I feel like. In a way, he could be like Mason as a red herring. Like, Maybe. just designed to throw us off, like, who actually is a killer. <laughs> Rod is looking like, okay, I can't I'm trying see anything, to look as but... stoic as I possibly can. <laughs> you did a really good job of it. Okay, good. Good, good. He's like, I can't get away anything. No, oh, I can't God. Get away. We thought we were going to get a lot out of him. But um, before we go into our next topic, you want to go ahead and tell them how they can stay tuned with us? I do. Hey, guys. So before we move on, we just wanted to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're listening to us right now on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. One through four is stolen by A. So you can't... I'm sorry, she stole it. You know, that's just, that's what happens. <laughs> a comes and takes things that doesn't belong. Um, so, but no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. We literally love your comments and your theories. They're awesome. I literally check our videos every day, week to week, just to see what you guys are saying next because you guys are so cool. But being part of AfterBuzz TV means so much to us, and we just truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends... So watch after Buzz TV. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Not four, five. Five. Thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> okay, so let's just go ahead and get into the craziest thing that I think happened in the episode. <laughs> Ava coming up with this grand plan to frame Mason and hopefully, well, in hopes that it would, you know, end all the speculation that they were the killers and they can go back to their normal lives and, like she said, not even be friends again. How did you feel about this whole plot? I personally thought it was extreme. I I wouldn't think, okay, yeah, we're going to drug him, put him on camera. Like, I would know just something would go wrong. Would you do it? Or what were your thoughts? I well, maybe do don't it. answer if you would do it. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is how I feel about it. Me and Ava, like, I think she's my spirit animal because, like, in the way she did it, 
I, there would be something I would think about as a plan of action to take. Mm-hmm. Like, I would actually study, like, the way the drugs could be used, if I give the right dose. I would be, like, me, I'm just very meticulous enough to I would want to know every detail mm-hmm. to make sure it's planned and so make sure I don't get caught. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me if I'm ever planning something like that, to never get caught doing it. It's crazy, but it could work. But it didn't. Obviously. How did you feel about um, Dylan and Caitlyn's reactions? I think, to me personally, I think it was just you know out of guilt of well, clearly for Caitlyn, for yeah. Caitlyn we didn't know much about Dylan yet. <laughs> but um, do you think they would have been you know as agree agreeing? That's Agreeable. not a word. Agreeable. I don't think that's a word either. Agreeable but, is a word. Okay. Well, would they have agreed if she didn't have all of this you know on them or this pressure? Um, Kaylin, maybe not, but I also feel like she would have weighed her options. It's easier to give Mason off their back so she can go back with Jeremy and she can live her best life and she can take her congressional internship and just mm-hmm. live it. And Dylan's just like, well, I told the truth. My man's gone. I really don't have nothing to lose right now. Yeah. Well, let's, well, one, let's talk about how, okay, so they, they made this plan and now, um, Caitlin is like, okay, I'll be the person to lure him in or whatever. And it seems like Mason only agreed because he's ready to get Caitlin back. Like, you know, we talked about last, last episode, how he's like in this mind frame of trying to be, you know, the next Nolan. Yeah. And I feel like he kind of brought that energy over in this episode too. Like, okay, yeah, I'll get the girl back. Like we, this will officially be a, a no, Nolan 2.0. <laughs> That's what I got from. Yeah, but like I want to, I legit when I always say this, you're not Nolan, sir. And the way you were just, you, first of all, like he was what, like almost two hours late. She better than me because I still would have left. I would have texted you like after thirty minutes, I'm leaving. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, sir. Again, that is a me thing, not a Caitlyn thing. However, she waited a couple hours for him to show up, and then the fact that he kind of was just like, I thought I would have to worry about Jeremy. But now, you know, we can warm each other up. Right. Sorry. Yeah, he no. came like he came in on like crazy stuff. I, but now that I think about it, she didn't mention, well, I guess she wasn't supposed to mention that there would be multiple people there. Like he came, I feel like he came with the mindset like, I got to give my girl back or Kaylin is for me. No, he was doing too much for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, long story short, he was late. You know, Ava had to leave. Dylan had to make it to his audition. And Kaylin decided to stay behind. Are people talking about it in the chat? What are they oh saying? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just a lot. Okay. Um, so, most people are arguing about the argument they had in the show. So, Chess Dry says, Ava was not Nolan's girlfriend when Andrew slept with... Um, when Andrew oh, slept we didn't with, get there, but we'll talk about it now. <laughs> considering Ava was the reason essentially that um, Nolan and Dylan were being blackmailed, they owed her nothing. Hmm. Which is like, mm, facts. Because technically, you can't be mad at Dylan because you and Nolan weren't together. So you're kind of, you're like, you're mad at the dead person, but you can only be, you can't really be mad at the dead person, so you have to be mad at the person who's still alive and here. I think she was more upset at the fact that he just wasn't open to her about it. Like, you know, they... No, she still would act this... Well, she still probably would have, but, you know, a couple of episodes we talked about how Allison shared that it's important for them to share each other's secrets so they can work better as a team. And even though we we said, well, we said Ava's secrets didn't come out. Everyone We don't know what her secrets is. Besides her family. 
Um, but I feel like maybe because, you know, they thought that they were finally at a space to reveal secrets together and for him to not say anything, maybe that's why she reacted the way she did. And it's just because, like, you know, that was the love of her life, as she makes it seem. So, you know, who wants to, like, randomly see a picture of her, their ex-boyfriend with someone else while they're preparing for a big day? But also, Dylan told her that I will tell you I have to talk to my man first. So it's not like he never was going to tell her. He talked to Andrew first, and he needed a day because my man left me. Yeah. Packed up his clothes. He's not coming back, it seems. But she, I mean, she didn't know that, that that was the bomb he was going to drop on her. Well, then you can't have it both ways. You can't be mad at me for being (laughs) honest and then mad at me because I was honest. Well, technically, he didn't tell her. She found out on her own, and then it just got Somebody (laughs) slipped that in there. Yeah. And I I love the fact that she called it a retro projector. Like, it's not... (laughs) This it's not like it's a dialophone. Like it's not that's not retro. I it's just a projector. You, how you remember little things like that? <laughs> retro projector. I didn't even hear her say that. Yeah, I I, I, I watch it twice and then I do subtitles, so I make sure I'm caught up on everything. Yeah. Said. So I'm just like, but well, what you mean a retro projector, ma'am? This is it's a projector. I, I mean, obviously, still make them. So I'm like, I'm so confused. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but I I personally just think that she should have. Um, I think she reacted in a the manner that someone would react when you know someone that they love died, and then come to find out he had been with more people than you expected. Someone that you're actually potentially trying to create a relationship with. But okay, so the uh, the Mac seven two seven agrees. He said Ava had a right to be upset because she loved Nolan, and I agree. You do have a right to be upset. But you don't get to just demean somebody's other relationship because, obviously, yeah, I cheated on my man. Yeah, I know, we know this. Why you have to make me feel worse? Just because you feel worse. And you also have your own guilt about what you did with your man. He broke up with you. You walked in on him with another woman. That is not my fault, ma'am. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. Roger's over here looking like, <laughs> what's going on? What show is this again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... That I get it, because even Caitlyn was mad, because like he kind of technically Nolan cheated on her when they were together, and the only thing she's mad about is being lied to. Like obviously well, that shows how much she cared about Nolan, but still. Yeah. Well, either way, I I'm so sorry, Ava, that you had to deal with that, <laughs> and hopefully they can make amends. But okay, let's talk. Get into the juicy part. Did you see Caitlyn, you know, did you see that coming that Caitlyn would knock out Mason and complete, like, I commend her for it because she thought quick. Like, as soon as Mason was like, I can't drink, you know, I'm preparing for the team. Like, she immediately was like, okay, I guess they, you know, they talked about before the phone would be the second option. But they're like, he always has his phone. It's glued to his hip. He even goes to the bathroom with his phone. So for her to instantly think, like, let me knock him out, steal the phone, and this will be how we'll get all our information. What did you think about that? Or do you think she was smart for continuing on while the... Uh, the other two left. I mean, I think she was smart to continue on because they all wanted to end, and if she could do it, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, as for hitting him and leaving him, I only have one question for her. <laughs> this is really very important. Did you take the camera with you? Yeah. That is the biggest it, or question. Or was it rolling while you did that? I'm sure it was. So that's, so that's two questions. So, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what other option? I mean, he he would he wanted to hook up with her there, and she's in the, a cabin in the middle of the woods. So what other option? If she left, she might not get the opportunity again with him. No, no, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that she left. My question is, if, if because she left, did she also take the camera that was supposed to record 
his confession with her. I think I forgot to shout, shoot that, but maybe we could pick it up on the, I don't remember. <laughs> no, because I really I really um, want to know because she walks out just with the bag. So I'm assuming she took the whiskey with her and everything. So I also want to know if she took the camera because if just in case he woke up and saw a blinking red light, now you don't even have to worry about your mom. You got to worry about yourself going to jail for Well, it. regardless, he ha- she has to worry about herself because, I mean, if you're waking up in a cabin and the last thing you remember was being in there with this person, I mean... And blood on the floor right around my he's head. Gonna, and... He's coming after her regardless. Oh, I just got a tweet from Marlene that said, shut your mouth. Dash A. Dash A. Hashtag A. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so if we're going to just pick up a little... Because... He got hit over the head, blood's on the floor. He wakes up alone, obviously. We can just assume that Mason was in that car. Hmm. So you think Mason was in the car that hit her? Why else? Like, who else will be driving that car super fast and would want to hit her? I don't know. Haven't you watched PLL? Right. I know. <laughs> but I can't think of anybody else. It was the janitor. <laughs> I don't think he's driving that night. He's like living in like in an abandoned dormitory. So don't discredit him. He probably has a car. I'm just discrediting him. I mean, obviously we haven't seen his car, so it could be the janitor. I'm just no. I'm kidding. Know. I was just joking. But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I I thought it was a smart move for her. I am curious to see what is gonna happen next. I mean. Like, we just saw her, like, I got the phone. We didn't necessarily see what happened to him, so hopefully we'll figure that out this next episode. Um, and, oh, are we going to... Oh, I was going to change the topic, but if you still have something to talk about... Oh, oh, I was just going to say, and even though, like, they say they're not friends anymore, they, as soon as something happens to somebody else, they're just, like, right ahead, like, because like, you could lose somebody. Like, mm-hmm. you might not think we're friends, but at, when it's down, fourth quarter, the Hail Mary... Mm-hmm. Us three is the ones that are still gonna be here. Yeah, and I, I also loved how like they even like still showed their support. Like how Dylan was saying, like I'll still show up to your fashion show and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I made a promise. Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> he's like looking up. <laughs> I'm like, what is he thinking? We're talking about. I really want. I really want more information, but we're not gonna get that. We'll get it off camera. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. But, okay, I do want to get into, well, we already talked about the shocking info. Let's talk about Dana Booker. Let's get into Dana, please, today. Dana, you know, we were so, we were, I personally was excited last episode, you know, when Ava started receiving those clues, like maybe daddy's coming home. And, you know, she continued to get them throughout this episode just to find out that it was Dana being the crazy detective that she is. What was your reaction to that? Okay. There's just a lot about Dana in this episode. She has some really good scenes, especially with her and Mona. Oh, was Mona one of gave my... it to her, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she's like, you know, like, the way she was just like, oh, no, please sit. <laughs> like, so sorry. It was just amazingly. And the fact that the fact that both of them have information on the other. Somehow, she knows about Alex and Mary Drake. First mm-hmm. of all, I want to know why you know this information. How did you find it? I digress. But then now Mona has information on you. You were fired, ma'am. That was from the FBI. That was a big reveal. Yeah, I I love that because I really thought she had Mona tangled up. But when she came back with her, like, oh, this is the real reason why you're here. Let's not forget you got fired for getting too, you know, involved in a case and snooping and doing things illegally. I thought that was amazing. But um, I I do want to talk about about them, too. But how did you feel about, you know, when Ava showed up thinking that she was going to meet her dad and come to find out it was Dana and there's clothes in the bag? Like, she was smart. No, seriously, I I had, like, a whole moment, like, come through Ava. Like, I clapped. I was just, I'm like, 
be you smart. Like, don't let these people tr- like trap you around here. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly was tripped up about it. I thought like, oh my god, this is the end. But <laughs> thinking about you know what the little that we know about her family situation and her dad, I mean, it makes sense. She like she knows what to do. Like, I feel like maybe her dad left her prepared and trained or whatever happened for her to not you know just freely free will no, assume that it's him or maybe just because she just honestly believes that he will never come back or she also recognizes his handwriting i maybe? feel like that could have been a clue too i don't know it could for me like there, i didn't think there's, of that. there's small things like that like that i thought of why like she opened it it was like the writing i'm like okay maybe has my dad ever written something like that right. but you know I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take the money with me i won't have it on me just in case mm-hmm. like i love that she had her like i said a contingency plan of mm-hmm. in case this is not my father mm-hmm. and this is a trap i'm smarter than you yeah you also forget i hack for a living i hack <laughs> so i'm smarter than you would like me you would like to think of yourself dana booker you thought you were smart yeah she definitely did and it was an amazing plot twist <laughs> I, I, was looking at, I always think he's gonna I open his mouth to say I didn't anything write it. Uh, no i when i read it i was like this is great yeah I didn't see this coming. Yeah, it was. I'm, I didn't see it coming either. But I, I will say though that the, uh, every scene with Mona, they're all great. But Janelle, what's cool about her having done PLL and doing this is she brings some a little more wisdom to the part of Mona. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like she yeah. she definitely shows like there's a transition from high school Mona and PLL Mona to mm-hmm. perfectionist Mona. You know, a little more of a wry, sarcastic wit to her it kind of reminds like almost at the end of Pretty Little Liars like Mona's like victory yeah and like it's now traveled over into the perfectionist yeah and it's fun that you you get to uh, because there's so many people on this show that were also on PLL like Norman Buckley and Larry Reedman we can throw little throwaway easter eggs to the PLL fans yeah you know, like when she, uh, when Barry was talking to Mona, and she was like, "Oh, when I was fifteen, I was playing with my dolls and shoplifting with Hannah." Yeah. Like, was like <laughs> you were, but like, dang, wow, you, you're yeah. young when you did that, lady. Yeah, it's like now, yeah, it's like with age, you know, she can throw that away. Where mm-hmm. it was a BFD, yeah, back in season one and two. Yeah, yeah, really was. I loved it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I I totally agree. I feel like you see that growth in Allison also, though. Yes, yeah. definitely. There, there's so so much goes to both the characters that you can definitely see the shifts from their PLL days to now being the perfectionist and being at a college and being more mature and wise mm-hmm. and still being like, like if you know anything about me, you you really think I'm gonna give up? You really think I came all this way and you just drove like a bat out of hell mm-hmm. and you gonna leave me behind? Oh, sweetie, you're so fun. You're, you're cute. <laughs> you thought this was over. Yeah. But I'm going to convince you today. Yeah. But since we're talking about Mona and Allison, let's talk about how, you know, Mona, I mean, Allison, you know, have ended up bringing Taylor back to the house. And as soon as she brings her to the house, Mona texts, texts her and she's like, don't bring her back, whatever you do. And she comes by and she reveals how she met Ray. And then um, Taylor's gone. Like, what was your reaction to that whole shadig, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> shadig, I love it. Um... <laughs> First of all, Allison, you went on a trip into the woods without your phone charged. Yeah, that was insane I mean, too. You to bring a power bank. Yeah, I'm just. But again, that's just me. I, I get and it. It's just it's a pretty show. little liars. You I have get to do it. That. But I just wanted to be like, normal people bring power banks with them when they go in the forest, just in case. Yeah, but or okay. at least just make sure their phone is fully charged. Just you know, just saying. But okay, well, I'll let you slide because your phone's. And then as soon as you get in, you she get didn't a, turn the auto lock off. 
for the brightness that was. Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making that up. Right now. <laughs> That's what happens with my phone. Well, well, like we could, you know, it could happen. It happens. Your phone, you know, like your Bluetooth's on. Yeah, it drains your battery. battery. Yeah, yeah. Um, however. I love the fact that she asked her, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I just, I brought her to my house. What am, like, what am I supposed to say to her now? Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know, but you need to get her to go. Yeah. Also, we forgot to talk about the major bomb that Allison dropped about how we, um, she talked about how Nolan trusted her and um, Allison was actually meeting Nolan on the roof the night she was that he supposed got, to. what she was supposed yeah. to. How did you feel about that? Do you think, I mean, I just... Maybe that's the reason why she's covering so much for Ava, um, Caitlin, and Dylan because she also has her own secret. Or I don't know. I just kind of thought that I don't. I didn't expect that. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. I kind of did. Um, well, only you expected her to meet Nolan? Well, no, because you know she the, in the second episode she got the text saying that and it was like from oh, when she was supposed to meet Nolan. Yeah, you're but she right. never got okay. it because of the blackout that happened in okay. the house. Okay, you're right. But why didn't she say anything before? I feel so, like you remember when I think she brought that up to Mona, right? Well, she brought it up to Mona, and now she's just like, oh, like your brother trusted me. Like I think it's like that was just her trying to show like, hey, your brother did trust me. For Please her to trust open me back. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I'm ready to dig back into what was the purpose of the meeting and what, like, what was that talk supposed to be about before, you know, the deadly, unfortunate thing happened. <laughs> what, what I love about the title of this episode, because the patchwork girl of Oz, uh, long story short of how it works, um, it's mostly about, like, your luck. And not so much what you say changes your luck, but what you do. Mm. It's more based on what you do. To provide your luck in your life. Long story short of how, like, the synopsis of what the book is about. But that's also kind of how it goes in the episode, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. luck is not what you, more, more what you say, it's more what you do and how your actions reflect. Okay, I like that. <laughs> but um, I know we want to go ahead and learn more about Roger and can't give us any more. <laughs> no, I want to talk about this. No, we can't <laughs> get any more spillers. So let's just go ahead and get into our special um, segment where we will be getting to know Roger more. So you want to go ahead and take it on? <laughs> okay, guys. So Roger not only directed get uh episode 104 and episode 105 of tonight's episode we're covering today he also is the writer and director of cruel intentions and like round of applause because you guys celebrated 20 years it's your 20th anniversary this year it is of the release of the movie and how does that feel for you old i feel old (laughs) no it was cool i was uh i was actually out of the country uh, in new zealand working when all the Stuff went on, which was great, you know, because oh, wow. I was in the theaters and it was selling out during the week. And I, I I'm like, oh, great, now um, <laughs> halfway around the world. Uh, no, but it was, uh, it's great that, you know, when you make something and then like it just grows, mm-hmm. you know, like 20 years later, people are still watching it and they're, you know, I was still getting, talking about it. I was getting Instagrams of people wearing. Cruel Intention shirts that they got from Target. Like, <laughs> I'm texting my lawyer. I'm like, do I get money for this? Money? Right. What's going on here? So uh, how does it feel like knowing that it's become such a classic film? Like back then, did you think that it would get to the heights that it's, you know, gotten to today? No. No. I mean, when we made it, it was like, a, I wrote it as a million dollar mo- movie to make, like an indie film. Mm-hmm. And then it just, we just kept getting lucky breaks. The cast... <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, um, uh, Ryan and Sarah worked together. I know what you did last summer. Mm -hmm. And Neil Moritz uh, produced that. So he introduced me to them. And then Ryan, you know, we couldn't find a net. And it, I was hanging out with Ryan. And I was like, what about your girlfriend? Little did I know from <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Right. Time, but, you know, it was a... Uh, and Selma we found in the casting process, and same with Sean. So it was, the, the cast is great, and I had the greatest uh, production designer and cinematographer mm. and costume designer. Well, we do have a picture from back in the day during, oh, the, scene, during the scene between... Um, not right, th yes, that was... That was uh, when you also took for the remake, so it was basically a reflection. Yeah, no, yeah, it was of kind that. of fun, like, let's redo this photo. Um, but Sarah's one of my closest friends and, and, uh, when, when, uh, you know, the, the cruel buzz started up like about a couple of years ago with also the, uh, this musical that was at the Rockwell and yes. now it went off Broadway and is touring and, and, uh, I think that was my favorite one right there. Right yeah. from actually when you, like when they're actually filming that good. Scene. I have a little bit of a gut in that photo. <laughs> Oh, 2000, 2019, they should Photoshop that and give me six-pack abs <laughs> at Ryan, but that's okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the the guy, Lindsay and Jordan, who did the musical, were like, what about a TV show? And I'm like, enough. And they were like, well, we have an idea. What about, what if Ryan and uh, uh, the Sebastian and Annette had a baby that night? And I was like, are we that old? <laughs> and like, yeah, it was like 16, 17 years later. I was like, oh, damn. And then we worked it out, and they we made the pilot, and it was a true sequel. And yeah. I was really adamant about that. I'm like, this has to be a true sequel. And uh, it, it was great, and we're really proud of it. And, and it, it'll leak out there one of these days. I'm so hoping, guys. If you haven't checked out Jordan Ross's Instagram, he did post two clips that they filmed from the Cruel Intentions TV show, and it gives you life. Like, you're just like, where are the rest of the scenes? So <laughs> I need more. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it floated out there and people were like, I love this, I love this. And, you know, you know, it, I think it'll get out there one day because it's like a real sequel. It's like whatever, you know, we were fascinated. Sarah and I were like, whatever happened to, what happens after you get humiliated in public, you mm -hmm. know? And possibly thrown in jail. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, like, and it happens with celebrities all the, you know, what yeah, I mean, yeah. where they're, they're up here and then they get taken down, and like, what's that act like? And that's what we were exploring with uh, the movie. So, yeah, guys. So, Cool Intentions is touring the country right now. If uh, check out the website CoolIntentionsMusical dot com for all the tour dates, and also be congrats because you guys are going to London, England for the Fringe Festival. Yeah, it was announced. Like that's super awesome. You're international now. I know. It's, it's so crazy. I'm waiting for Cruel Intentions, the breakfast cereal, so I can really <laughs> cash in. What would be, what would be in the college. breakfast cereal? I don't know. Probably something awful, right? <laughs> like roofies. Or, oh I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, not only did he do Cruel Intentions, he also did The Sweetest Thing. It's one of my favorite movies. It also Thank has you. Selma Blair in it as well. And one of the best musical montage scenes in history. I will not say it um, on the show. But it does. It has to deal with an appendage on a guy, um, and how girls have to say things to make the guy feel better about that appendage. Five letters starts with a P. 
It starts with a P. Yeah, well, you could say that. Pin fifteen, like I'll right. do, like I'll do like the Hulu show. Pin fifteen, that's what we're talking about. Um, he also did Suits, and if you guys know anything about Suits, it also starred Duchess Meghan Markle, and this is a picture of Roger, Meghan, and Patrick. Yeah, that is. He's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Duchess. She is amazing. She is the best. You know. Like I, th- I always think it's different because you've done like Famous in Love, you've done Pretty Liars, and Suits is definitely. Obviously, more, more adult because it's a lawful. They let me grow up every now and then, <laughs> and then they're like, "Maybe you should do an adult thing." Yeah, but what what's great about Suits and, and it's all about Aaron Korsh who created it is uh, he. You know, you get to do some drama and some comedy. You yeah. know, you get to do a little of both, and that's kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's what makes it so fun. And the actors. And you're in New Zealand, uh, New Zealand for a film. Can you tell us a little bit yeah, about that's so. coming out? What's happening? Um, we can get excited um, for it. No, it's called Falling in Love, oh. I-N-N, and it's uh, with Christina Milian. Oh, yes, the, Amazing. I mean, I loved her ever since uh, uh, the Nick Cannon movie. Love Don't Cost a Thing. That was right? just on the other and day. And they were like, Christina Milian wants to do this. I'm like, I'm there. Let's do it. And she was a blast, and we had a, a, a good group of actors surrounding her, and it's fun. I think it's going to come out in February on Netflix. I'm so excited. Yeah, Because yeah. I heard she did, but then I was like, yay, bring me more Christina Milian, because all I have to like listen to is like, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Right. And the Kim Possible theme song. <laughs> and she wrote, and I didn't know this until we were hanging out in New Zealand, uh, she wrote Baby. She co-wrote Baby, the, the, oh, the Bieber song. Ju- really? Wow, yeah. she did? Yeah. I oh, did not wow. know that. Nice. I know. Then I was singing it to her, and then she was like, please stop. <laughs> now it's literally playing in my head. I know. Yeah, I know. You can't get out of your head, right? So you've been in this game for more than 20 for years. a long time. What is it about directing that you love so much? Working with actors. I mean, just, um, I started doing, I was a writer in the 90s, and then um, I started writing plays and doing them like equity way, but putting them up in really small theaters on like Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I got... Uh, uh, my break was I accosted David Schwimmer at the Sky Bar one night, drunk, <laughs> and uh, I got him to do this little play of mine, and that was like a game-changing moment. You nice. know, and he's one of my closest friends, and he's a brilliant actor, and he kind of taught me about directing. Um, so from there, I'm like, this was so much fun. So, so what inspired Cruel Intentions? Wow, um, um, I had a effed up childhood no um, I, uh, <laughs> now there was uh, as I've uh, there's this movie called Welcome to the Dollhouse it came yeah. out years ago it was Todd Salonso and it was like and it kind of blew me away because it was like mean high school people and I was like huh yeah I've never seen this in a movie before and then I was literally I was walking across Sunset and Crescent to go to Crunch and at that corner like the movie god said Dangerous Liaisons in high school. <laughs> it's like my last good idea. But um, I, doubt that, I but. seized on that and I was like, oh, wow. This, you know, because I knew variations on, on, on the book and they did a play and two different, three different movies at that time. And I'm like, this story could work with kids. So. And it did. It did. Yeah. How many times were you asked, why does Sebastian have to die? Um. Many. In fact, I was when we tested the movie, it didn't test well. Um, the movie didn't, you know, the people were like, eh, they didn't really like it. And I was really? like, oh, there goes my career. I go to law school. <laughs> and and uh, 
and you get these cards, you know, these white cards, and like, why'd you like it? Why didn't you like it? And they unanimously said, I hated that he died. Why can't he live at the end? Why can't he pop out of the trunk? And I had the good fortune of having a great um, president of uh, Sony Pictures at the time, Amy Pascal, and she said, they're doing this because they love the movie and they don't want him to die. And so I was like, oh, good, we don't have to reshoot it. <laughs> right. And she's like, no, we're locked this. And I was like, great. And she was right, you know? So. Yeah. Because everybody hates it to makes, see him die. I know, but it makes the movie. That's awesome. why it's around yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. You couldn't do that today. They would say, ah, surprise. <laughs> you know, it's a real tragedy. So. Yeah. A Bittersweet Symphony. A Bittersweet Symphony. There you go. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun to put together with everybody, you know. How many times have you seen Cruel Intentions in the musical? I've seen it a couple times. I haven't seen it with the touring uh, group. I'm going to figure out a night to fly and surprise them and buy them dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to bring it to L.A. again. We would so yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I know. It. I, hopefully they will. I mean, yeah, it's going to London, and it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, it's great. It's great. I'm... I remember the first time I saw it. It was 2015 at Rockwell. Uh-huh. And I love Cruel Intentions. I thought it was amazing. And the fact that you used songs like, I, you know, I grew up with Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but most of it was still true to the soundtrack as well. Like, yeah, it was. It was. So That's true. all um, Jordan Ross and Lindsay Rosen. Yeah, I mean, they're I amazing. Just, I just piggybacked on them and I said, it's mine. I have to, my name goes here. Um, <laughs> no, but they're, they're, it's, really, it's really their baby. And I was, uh, you know, I just kind of helped out whenever I could and, and took on a life of its own. Will you be coming back for this season of Pretty Liars the Perfectionist? Season season one? Do you more seasons of uh, directing any more episodes this season? No, because they have the greatest lineup of directors and that's that's Marlene's gift is picking like the right directors for the, for right, the right episodes. Episode. And uh, um, Shiri Appleby I know is directing. Yes. Um, who's Amazing, and I've worked with her as an actor, and she's great and so good. And uh, Arlene Sanford, I think, is is doing an episode, and then they save the best for last. Norman Buckley, Buckley. who is pretty little liar, he is the director. I know he also came on to executive produce this. Yeah, this no, he was show. up there the whole time because you know you 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 give it to somebody to like oversee the whole thing, and Norman's just so brilliant at so many things, and he's so passionate about the PLL world that he was the perfect guy to run this. So we can just fingers crossed for hopefully you'll come back for Oh my god, two. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Please, please bring me back for season two. Well for um, the episodes yeah. that you were with, how was it, you know, working with the cast and you It was know... great. Well, you know, uh, Sasha and Janelle I've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, they just the new guy, Eli and and Sophia and Sydney, I mean they're just great. And mm-hmm. they're different than you know, the originals. Uh, to me, like, doing PLL was like working with the Beatles. Yeah. Because it was such a, you know, like, I'd made some movies that people liked, but, like, my kids are um, of age and grace. Right. And, and, like, but PLL, PLL. <laughs> oh, you my know, God. It's I like, how their it's a phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, with the friend, you know, their friends and somebody wants to drop by set. You're like the coolest dad. Oh, yeah, no, I got sure cool, dad cool dad points, <laughs> like, up the wazoo. It was great. Um, and, and, I love all, I love the Troyan, of course, I work with her husband, Patrick, on Suits, and she's become a great director, and I had the pleasure of working with Lucy on her show, Life Sentence, last two years ago, 
um, you know, so they're all they're all great. So it's kind of, but it's you know, it's kind of the same vein, but a little different. You know, mm-hmm. the engine, so to speak, is different on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a overseeing yeah. everything. We're just so, we're trying to figure out who it is. Know, it's but so it's great. even like it's almost like Mona said, this isn't Rosewood, but it could be just as bad. Yeah, yeah, you have no that. idea what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, and that's what I, that's what's always fun. It's fun for me, even as as a fan of the the world, is like I I actually don't read the scripts after because I'm like I want to watch the show, I don't want to read it, and I don't want to know, I don't want to play God, so to right. speak, and yeah. know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the actors were like, well, I hear in three episodes, I'm like, well, you're playing God, and you should, you're living in the now. <laughs> That's a crystal ball thing. Yeah. Um, Sarah Wu says, I hope you come back. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Uh, um, see, uh, but they were all, you know. My favorite, though, was uh, Aaron, um, the the actor who plays Taylor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, who's fantastic. Uh, is she going on your show? She, uh, she's coming. I cannot say when, guys. Or but Haley Aaron. Check, check <laughs> for her. I, her last name is Aaron, but her first name ha- Haley. Yeah, Haley. <laughs> Um, she, uh, you know, when she first did that scene and, and I was like, your hair is beautiful. Aren't you living in the woods? I was like, should you come out with a blow dryer? I mean, cause I, I just kept like, the whole time. I'm like, your hair is amazing. For- I was she thinking that too. I'm like, she looks bomb to just be like in the woods yeah, all like, of this, this time. Babe and, and, then, like, oh. and then she had a whole cut. Like when they went back to I the flash, it. they I had a it. flashback and but she had her long curly hair. And but then- that's what makes Marlene's world so great. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? It's eye candy. It's, it's uh large in life, you know, and all those things. But then like, yeah, somebody's in the woods and they walk out. And they look awesome. Look amazing. <laughs> like, oh, I well, haven't been in hiding. That, that was something about Ava. Is when she was freaking out, and then all of, like she came back to her room. My hair was just perfect, and I was just like, "Weren't you? Weren't you just having a whole drunk meltdown videotape <laughs> right now?" But okay, I mean, it's TV. I slide with it. We're good. But those are my questions. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that it was really interesting. But um, thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you for by. having me. This is a blast. I'm gonna hang out longer for other shows now. Cause you I, are? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, look, we'd love to have you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was great having you here. Getting a little bit of insight. You couldn't give us too much, but the gems that you gave were amazing. Well, thank you. And I'm thank sure you for the being fans, fans appreciate of the show. You know, yeah, thank I know. you. I love how detail oriented you guys are. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone about this. this is please, great. Yeah. please. This is awesome. We would love for them to watch. But okay, before we go, let's get into some predictions. Um, Yeah, there's our music. Prediction music. Okay, what are you expecting for the next episode? Um, I'm expecting for the boogeyman to follow Ava and okay. Dylan in the sewer to find Mason's phone. Okay. And I feel like Mason's also in that sewer finding his phone. I'm assuming he had like a whole find my phone type deal. Also, mm. that's also the only reason I can right. think of somebody's in there. Um, and I also feel like Mona and Allison are going to put all their efforts into finding Taylor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my prediction is Ray is going to have something to do with that car that hit Caitlyn. I think he's I think he's tangled up in here. <laughs> he just won't give us enough. Um, Mason is going to come after Caitlyn. He's going to wake up and he's going to be like, where's my phone? What did she do? Like you said, find my iPhone app and he's going to be crazy. And um, I don't know. What what else do I want to say? I had another one in my head. It's gone now. But yeah, those are my predictions. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so that's our show. Again, thank you, Roger, for coming thank you, by. Roger. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Um, and yeah, we look forward to next week. So yeah, we'll see you next Thursday. Same time. Next Thursday, same, same time. time. We'll be having a special guest. I cannot tell you who it is. It's going to be a girl. It's going to be a guy. It's going to be awesome. Roger, where can they find you on social media? Um... <laughs> That's how old I am. Social what? Social media. Oh, you know, when, like they contact the Instagram. you. Instagram. No, I know. Oh, God. It's like zero it's your name. It's okay. You it's just it. your name. It's just my name. Yeah. <laughs> at Roger Combo. You that can find pathetic. him. It's okay. Where can we find you, Shay? You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Sundays at 6 p.m. on the Now Apocalypse After Show. Yes, and you guys can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. You can also catch me on Mondays on the On My Block After Show and Tuesdays on the Voice After Show. Thanks again for tuning in. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.